time for the Manufacturing Austin Podcast, sponsored by Texas Mutual. Welcome. My name is Ed Latson, and this is the Manufacturing Austin Podcast, sponsored by Texas Mutual. Today, our guest is Nate Horvat, CEO of Staccato, a company based in Georgetown, Texas, that makes pistols. And not just any pistols. Many people, including top influencers in the market, call the product some of the finest pistols in the world. These guns are favored by law enforcement and competition shooters alike. Nate has been at the helm for over five years and came to the job from an unusual background. He's been at some legendary institutions that are renowned for developing leaders like the U.S. Marine Corps and top business schools. I look forward to hearing his thoughts on how his past influences his approach to manufacturing and what we can all expect from Staccato in the future. Nate, it's uh, great to have you on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Ed, thanks for thanks for having me, and thanks for that extraordinary introduction. I really appreciate it. That's very kind. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, uh, Staccato has a um, renowned brand around Arma. Everybody is very familiar with your products. And let's start with the question that everybody wants to know. You know, what's it like getting to make guns for a living? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing, Ed. In terms of what uh, any of us do for work, I think you can have a you can have a job, you can have a career or you can have a mission. Uh, at Staccato, we have a mission. Our mission is protecting freedom. And everyone at Staccato cares very deeply about that. Uh, every day, our products used by thousands of police officers uh, in over 1,200 departments nationally uh, to protect their communities. And beyond law enforcement, there's even larger community of lawfully armed civilians who depend on our pistols to protect themselves and their families. So we, we really believe in what we're doing. We're, we're purpose-driven and I, I love, every day I love coming to work. And yeah. I think most of our team members do as well. Let's talk about craftsmanship for a second because Staccato carries with it you know, a lot of mystique. If you go into a gun shop or to uh, the range and you have a staccato, people want to see it, they want to talk about it, they want to hear your thoughts about how it shoots. So what makes a good gun? There's a, there are a number of things that go into it, right? And, and we like to think about the, the craftsmanship that goes into it, as well as the precision manufacturing that, that go into every pistol. So we'll talk about each one of those. The, on the craftsmanship side, it's really the, the design um, the attention to every little detail, uh, both functional and cosmetic. Uh, so things like the precise setting of the trigger weight, um, the zeroing the sights, the deburring of, of any sharp edges, the removal of tiny machine tool marks. And I, would, I put that all into the craftsmanship bucket. And the uh, historically, Staccato was very much a gunsmith, very small production gunsmith company. Um, but in order to scale and to bring our product out to a broader audience, uh, we had to embrace precision manufacturing. And the precision manufacturing side of the house is, is really about repeatability, being able to make the same component exactly the same every time to very precise tolerances. So we've invested tremendously in, I mean, you've seen the shop, you've saw the shop years ago and you've seen it recently. And as you know, lots and lots of uh, precision new CNC machines that are generating, producing our frames and our slides. And then we've got our gunsmiths on the assembly side that put it all together. Um, and so for us, it's the magic in, in that combination between materials, 
the precision manufacturing, and then the attention to detail in the assembly and the gunsmithing. Mm -hmm. Well, give us an overview of your business. Like, how many people do you have in Georgetown, and and what's the footprint of your facility? Sure, we're currently just over two hundred team members. Uh, we're bursting at the seams in our in our current facility. We're going to be moving into a new uh, facility in Florence, Texas. So just up the road from where we are in Georgetown, the new the new facility will have a 75,000 square foot manufacturing floor and then about 15,000 square feet in terms of office and admin. Uh, so it'll it'll almost triple the size of our footprint today, but the thing that we're most excited about is that we'll be we're de we've designed the flow from beginning to end. So we're into white space, right? So we had a blank sheet of paper to to start with versus growing over 20 plus years in you know along the way and so the our flow today is 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 not it wouldn't you know we wouldn't be any lean in any any lean case study. well maybe the beginning of a lean case study um, not the finished product yet hey it's a journey right you guys are on the journey um That's right. so uh, i've also heard some some rumors that there would be some customer experience opportunities at this new facility. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, super exciting. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. So we're going to be, so the Staccato campus is on 40 acres. We're co-located on a larger piece of property that's about 750 acres, um, which will have a variety of, of shooting, I'll call them shooting sports related assets there. So we already have outdoor ranges. We have about three really nice outdoor ranges there. We're adding sporting clays. We'll have a couple of sporting clays courses. In about 12 months, we'll have an indoor range there as well. Um, so people will be able to shoot indoor, outdoor, uh, sporting clays, uh, pistols, rifles, carbines, the whole nine yards. And so the initially it was the idea, well, hey, we want people to come out, be able to see their pistol being made, take a factory tour, go out and maybe even sh you know shoot it as it's coming off the line and through quality. And kind of, you know, think about maybe, you know, a, a Porsche or a BMW driving experience. Mm -hmm. And and then that that grew from there because, of, well, gosh, people, we have this great piece of property and we know a lot of our pistol owners also enjoy other shooting disciplines. And so we thought, well, gosh, we, we have the opportunity. Let's go ahead and offer the whole nine yards. So we're, we're really excited and we'll be there later this summer. Well, hey, you've been at the helm now since 2018. Um, you know, how's the gun business changed in that time and, and how's Staccato changed? Well, the gun business has grown. Uh, it's grown considerably, driven largely by new gun owners over the last five years. Um, there have been... Gosh, there have been over 5 million new gun owners in each of the past three years. Um, maybe a little bit less in 2022, things kind of uh, moderated a bit. But during the pandemic, uh, there were close to 60 million guns sold uh, during the 2020 and 2021 timeframe. Uh, so the industry has been growing. Concealed carry permits have also grown dramatically. There are now well in excess of 20 million concealed carry permit holders. Uh, across the United States, and that that number is a couple of years old, so it's probably more like 22 or 23 by now. Uh, so that's the industry. The industry has been been growing. Uh, at Staccato, our business has also grown dramatically. Uh, today, we produce more pistols in a in a month and a half than we did in an entire year in in 2018. Um, wow. But at the same time, yes, we've really we've really grown. We've outpaced the market. But at the same time, we've we've changed and focused our efforts. Back in 2018, we had 
over 30 different pistol products with over 3,000 different parts. It was a very complex um, operation. And one of the first things that, that, that we did when, when I got a little more involved in the business was, was look at that and try to figure out, well, are we really making money on, on some of these, some of these SKUs when you fully allocate costs and inventory carrying costs and the complexity. And, and so we narrowed the product line to five pistol models. And um, our focus was making the very best five pistol models that we could. Uh, and that's served us pretty well. Uh, and also we've entered into the law enforcement market, uh, as I mentioned earlier, and as you alluded to, um, even here locally, Austin, Austin PD SWAT team, they're now carrying staccatos. Uh, most of the top SWAT teams in the country, every, everyone from LAPD to Miami-Dade, uh, to Dallas SWAT, to the U.S. Marshals Special Operations teams, they're all running staccato pistols now, um, mostly because they found a, a distinct improvement in their performance when they, uh, when, with the staccato pistol versus what they, what they had been carrying previously. You know, we had a guest on uh, previously that was the CEO for a medical device company. And, um, you know, she talked about how the end user uh, being impacted positively from health, really impacting the culture of the business. And I'm curious how, you know, serving first responders and, and being part of this law enforcement community impacts your culture. No, great question, Ed. It, 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 it has a huge impact, as you might imagine. And, and what we try to do is oftentimes we'll have, we'll have our end users come in and talk to the team members at an all hands meeting or, or otherwise and talk about you know, why, why they chose the staccato pistol. And in some cases, we'll have officers that have, have had to unfortunately utilize their pistol. And they'll, they'll share stories about how they've they've used a staccato to to protect someone or to protect their partner, uh, and that resonates very deeply throughout the organization. And you know, once you leave the, one of those meetings, I can tell you that everyone is incredibly focused on thinking about the next pistol that they're making, where that's going, and ensuring that it has to be the absolute best. Hmm. And and so it has a, it's a it's has tremendously impactful. Yeah, you can't have a failure in the field in that scenario, can you? No, you can't. Yeah. Well, you know, on the other side of that, um, obviously the gun business carries with it some politics. Uh, you know, I'm just curious, does that ever pop into your work or influence the way you guys are running your business? Doesn't doesn't really influence the way that we're running our business. As a firearms manufacturer, we have to we have to navigate basically that climate, which is not just political, but there are there are businesses that don't want to bank a firearms company. There are businesses that don't want to insure a firearms company. There are most of the technology industry is not especially favorable towards the firearms industry. Uh, and so you can't, you can't advertise, you can't use digital advertising or page search or um, things of that nature. So we work within the, the constraints that uh, we're the most highly regulated industry in the United States. Uh, and so we operate within that framework and we do so lawfully. Um, and we believe in what we're doing and we try not to, to really deviate or think too much about it. We focus on making a great product for, for great people and, um, and, and moving forward every day. Mm -hmm. Well, Nate, when I look at your background, uh, you have a really interesting path to manufacturing. Um, 
you know, let, let's start kind of the beginning. You know, when I look at your resume, uh, the thing that jumps out was, you know, you spent time in the Marine Corps. Can you talk about how that experience informs who you are today? Sure. Yeah. The, so I joined the Marine Corps after high school. And uh, so I was an enlisted Marine and started at the bottom and uh, spent, you know, just spent four years in, so not a career, but it was enough time for me to really appreciate the value of teamwork and, and culture and, and leadership and the importance of people. Uh, you can see, so in the, in the Marine Corps infantry, uh, you've got, you know, a fire team and then a squad and then a platoon and then a company. And you could see performance of fire teams or squads or platoons versus each other um, really come down to, I'll say, 100% leadership and culture. And those that had great leaders and strong cultures, they would win, whether it was an obstacle course race, whether it was, you know, rucking up to the top of a mountain, whether it was marksmanship, um, they just performed better. And so that really taught me how important the people element of everything, at least certainly that we did in the Marine Corps, uh, was. And I've kind of carried that through my entire career since then. Well, walk us through after the Marine Corps, your path forward, because I, I find it really interesting, you know, that, that uh, a kid out of high school goes in the Marine Corps and then goes on to college and, and has this really interesting business career. So tell us kind of a little bit about your steps after the Marine Corps. Sure. Relatively abbreviated version. I, I, I got out, I went to I went to college and I majored in accounting. I got my CPA, went to work for Arthur Anderson, went back when they were still around and did a few other things uh, and ultimately went back to, to Stanford Business School, uh, got my MBA and then, and then went into the investment field, uh, worked for an investment company, a, a big firm for about four years. And then I joined a, a smaller firm, really kind of an investment holding company, family office structure, uh, where we were actively taking control positions in a variety of different industries. We were very, uh, I would say, maybe not contrarian, but we, were, uh, we weren't scared away from things that other, other folks might be. Um, and so that one of the things we looked at along, along the way was the firearms industry. And we, we really liked the long-term trajectory of, of the industry and we believed in it. Um, and so that led to the acquisition of the predecessor brand to Staccato, which was called STI. We acquired that business in the middle of 2016. And then after a year and a half or so, um, so my boss uh, sort of gently asked or voluntold me that um, perhaps uh, it would be good for me to to uh, to take on an interim uh, leadership position there to help uh, the business get squared away. Um, that was 2018. At the uh, at the end of that year, they I had really enjoyed it, and we had uh, we had made great strides and and helping stabilize the business. When we invested, it was very much, um, there wasn't a lot of precision manufacturing. It, uh, there was a, I'll call it mom and pop uh, ish in terms of um, everything, everything. Okay. So it, was a, it needed some work, which we knew, but after spending a year doing that, working with the team, being on the operating side of the business, I, I loved it. And so uh, my boss gave me the opportunity. So would you like to run the business full time? 
And uh, I said, and you know, I said, you'll, you'll leave the investment side, go to the operating side. So I still work for the same, <laughs> my boss has been this, I've had worked for the same guy for 15 years. He's, he's amazing. Uh, but for the last five, it's been on the operating side and I've, I've really enjoyed it. Well, let's go back for a second. Stanford Business School obviously is a pretty elite academy. And um, I'm curious, you know, what you feel like they really provided you as a foundation for where you are now. So much. Stanford was an incredible experience. I learned a tremendous amount there. The one thing that I'll point to, which I have used from the very beginning, and I continue to use today is just a, a database decision-making mindset. Uh, so at Stanford, they really, they really taught you, one of the things they really taught you was, okay, focus on the data um, and to make your decisions. Because uh, people oftentimes can can become emotional, or they think, "Oh gosh, we should do this," or you know, "Well, they're doing that. We should we should do the same thing," versus really looking at the data, listening to your customer, um, doing economic analysis to to make a to make a decision. And I've used that time and time again at Staccato uh, when we think about, okay, let's let's bring in let's let's insource. One of the things we've done in the past five years is we. We've insourced a tremendous amount of manufacturing, uh, things that we used to buy. Uh, we've 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 begun making them ourselves, and that's really helped because it stabilized our supply chain. Uh, we make a higher quality product, frankly, internally, and it also allows us to more quickly change. If we find an improvement, we can implement it immediately. Well, um, you know, did you ever expect that you'd be sitting in a manufacturing plant, uh, you know, hearing machines run in the background as you're analyzing this data? I, I, I sure didn't, Ed, but I, but I tell you, I love it. Well, they're lucky to have you and enjoyed hearing kind of some of your past. Tell us about the future. You know, where do you think Staccato is going and where do you see the company in the next three years? Today, our brand awareness is pretty small still. It's small, but it's rapidly growing. Uh, over the next three to five years, I, I believe that Staccato will develop the, the same type of brand awareness in the firearms industry that a Porsche or a Ferrari enjoy for performance in the auto industry. And, and that's really where we're headed. And, and I believe that's where, where we will be. Mm -hmm. Does Central Texas have everything that uh, you need to make that happen? Uh, it does. It does. You know, I'm 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 not a native Texan, as as you know, but uh, but I I love Texas. I think Texas reflects truly reflects the American spirit, and uh, the Texans that we have here and hire, they're hardworking, they're smart, they're constantly looking to improve. Texas is definitely a pro business state. Um, our company was founded here, and it's been it's been great for our business. So um, we love it here. We don't have any plans, as as I mentioned, investing heavily up in Florence, and so no plans to to leave anytime soon. Well, hey Nate, I, th I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Um, again, just really appreciate your time, and and uh, look forward to seeing where you go from here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ed. Take care. This is the Manufacturing Austin podcast. We'll see you next time.